Don't take a smile at a face value. After all, some people can smile to your face and stab you in the back. When someone smiles genuinely, the smile will affect their entire face. The edges of the mouth will almost reach the edges of a person's eyes when it is real, conveying an authentic feeling of pleasure or humor or warmth. A smile will transform someone's face completely. There's actually a name for this expression. It is referred to as the Duchenne smile. Guillaume Duchenne was a French neurologist in the mid-19th century who identified what happens to facial muscles when we smile. The zygomatic major muscles in the lower portion of the face raise the corners of the mouth and the orbicularis oculi muscles raise the cheeks. This repetitive movement is what causes crow's feet around the eyes. Research also shows that a genuine smile typically lasts between 0.5 and 4 seconds. Fake smiles, on the other hand, typically last for a much shorter span. A quick flash and then it is gone or much longer as in those cases when the smile seems to be plastered onto the person's face. It is also easy to distinguish a fake smile from a real one in that fake smiles often affect the bottom half of the face, leaving the eyes and cheeks relatively neutral. When we speak of smiles, our first thought may be a smile of pure happiness. There are other smiles too. There's a smile of fear. There is a smile of embarrassment. There's a smile of anger. These smiles have their own distinct physical characteristics. The Duchenne smile is a very unique type of a smile that psychologists have been studying for over a century. The Duchenne smile is the smile that continues to fascinate researchers and the public alike. What is the Duchenne smile? The Duchenne smile is named after Guillaume Duchenne, a French anatomist who studied many different expressions of emotions, focusing on the smile of pure enjoyment. He identified the facial movement that make this smile different from other types of smiles. The Duchenne smile definition. The exact definition of this smile is a bit technical. It is a natural smile of enjoyment made by contracting the zygomatic major muscle and the orbicularis oculi muscle. It is often quite involuntary and experienced during times of genuine happiness or enjoyment. What does the smile look like? When you see someone displaying a Duchenne smile, you naturally feel positive emotions for the person smiling. The smile is distinctive with the mouth turning up, the zygomatic major muscle, the cheeks lifting, and the eye sockets crinkling to create the crow's feet, the orbicularis oculi. What does make this smile so special? The Duchenne smile is different from a non-Duchenne smile in several ways. 
first, the Duchenne smile uses both the zygomatic major and the orbicularis oculi. A non-Duchenne smile doesn't reach the eyes, but resides only on the lips and possibly the cheeks. Second, the Duchenne smile is considered a natural smile of enjoyment. In the past, the consensus among researchers was that a true Duchenne smile couldn't be faked. Recent research calls that into question now. Researchers spent more time trying to figure out how we benefit from it and how we can produce the Duchenne smile. So, why do psychological researchers study facial expressions anyway? Sure, they're interesting, but what purpose can this serve? And why study the Duchenne smile specifically? One thing you do need to understand is that a smile involves action in both the brain and the muscles of the face. So learning about it helps psychologists understand the mind-body connection better. The Duchenne smile also impacts the situation you are in at the moment. So there is a social aspect to it. And finally, the smile can be an indicator of emotions, a subject that is incredibly important to psychologists. Understand better how the brain processes facial expressions. When we see someone's facial expressions, how do we know what emotions they are experiencing? Some neuroscientists recently asked this exact question. They took EEGs of people smiling to find out if their brains would process other people's emotions differently depending on their expressions. The subjects were told to smile or hold a neutral face. Then they were shown photos of people with neutral faces. When the subject smiled, their brains showed different processing than when they held a neutral face and viewed the same photos. Scientists do not just want to know the neurological components of the smile. They also want to know how our thoughts affect how we express ourselves and how our expressions change, not just our emotions, but also our conscious thoughts. It's part of the reason psychologists study facial expression is to understand our emotions better. Much of the work of a clinical psychologist or a counselor is to help clients express and regulate their emotions. The more complete the understanding of these emotions, the better they can help people. In a multicultural study, people who smiled were considered more intelligent than others by people in countries where smiling is encouraged, but less intelligent by people in countries where smiling was discouraged. These multicultural studies are very important to help people of different cultures better understand and ideally get along with each other. The Duchenne smile creates good feelings in an unexpected way. When you see something or someone using this facial expression, your lips naturally twitch into some version of a smile, since some past studies have shown that when you smile, hormones and endorphins are released 
that instantly improve your mood. It stands to reason that seeing a happy face will boost your mood. Of course, if you feel better, you're going to feel more secure, more connected, and overall at ease with both yourself and with others. This bleeds into your relationships, be a platonic one or a romantic one. And what's more, the research shows you will seem more attractive. And if you're a woman, you will seem more trustworthy. People will want to spend more time interacting with you. And all of these factors can improve your personal and social relationships dramatically. If you can, voluntarily produce a Duchenne smile, as many researchers now believe is possible. How do you do so? To create a Duchenne smile, start by thinking of something happy. Picture someone you love or remember a happy event. Some people prefer to think of something humorous. Sometimes just changing the way you're thinking at the moment is enough to foster a Duchenne smile. If not, try mirror practice. Think that happy thought as you look in the mirror, then try to smile, activating your lips, your cheeks, and eye socket muscles. When you finally see you have produced a genuine looking smile, notice what muscles you are using. And the more you practice, the better you will get at producing it, it more easily. It will come in the future. A smile begins in our sensory corridors. The ear collects a whispered word. The eyes spot an old friend on the station platform. The hand feels the pressure of another hand. This emotional data funnels to the brain exciting the left anterior temporal region in particular, then smolders to the surface of the face where two muscles standing at attention are roused into action. The zygomatic major, which will resides in the cheeks, tugs the lips upwards, and the orbicular oculi which encircle the eye sockets, squeezes the outside corners into the shape of crow's foot. The entire event is short, typically lasting from two-thirds of a second to four seconds. And those who witness it often respond by mirroring the action and smiling back. A smile can be a response to an external event. However, Never forget how powerful you are. A smile is something you have the power to create anytime and anywhere. So make a decision and do it right here and right now.